0: Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, The views and opinions that will be expressed on this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast... And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Good evening, and welcome to Firefox News Online. It is now time for my Talking Points. I thought the squad was just merely mindless, but now it is over overwhelmingly clear that they are completely inept two members of the squad to and presley have decided to introduce a bill to defund the police and defund ice now i don't know where they're getting their ideas from and quite frankly i could care less but here's what i do know If these two clowns are allowed to continue on their reckless endeavor to defund both the police and ICE, then it is clear to me, however unlikely to some, that their reckless behavior could endanger us all. Now, there are no reasons, none whatsoever, to defund the police or defund ICE. So let me just give you some subtle reasons why I think these two need to be voted out of office when the time comes. Well, this introduction of a bill to defund the police and defund ICE is one hell of a start. I mean... I can't honestly believe these moronic attempts at defunding any law enforcement agency. It's Look, America, I'm going to be blunt. If this cancel culture BS is allowed to dictate what we do as a society if it's allowed to dictate what we do as a people then we will no longer be the republic this country was founded to be we will become no less than what China is now so I think it's only safe to say that if we continue on our present course, on our present path Uh, this country is doomed to go down the drain. Now, I've got a message for every Democrat in the Congress and every Democrat in the Senate. To all you egotistical, maniacal, windbag motherfuckers in the Senate and the Congress, I say this to you. Shut the fuck up for once. Okay, Tlaib, Presley, you are completely screwball if you think the Senate's going to pass this abomination of a bill to defund the police and defund ICE. You see, what you're failing to recognize is that when it comes to a bill of this type, it is merely... Another democratic way of saying, look at us, look at what we're doing for you. It'll never make it past the Senate. So, why are you bothering to even introduce such garbage? And then, of course, there's Ilhan Omar, the other member of the squad. That's got about as much brain matter as a flea to sit there and actually. I'm serious. I, I never thought I would see this in my lifetime a member of Congress calling for the dismantling of America's system of oppression. Uh, wait a second. <laughs> uh, hold on now. Just let me get a few more chuckles out of this. Because Honestly, she says, we can't stop at criminal justice reform or policing reform. You know, I, I keep trying to figure out why is this person in Congress? And then I remember, because the people who voted her in are complete imbeciles. And I hope they see now that they made a huge hocking mistake. Well, this Minnesota Democrat basically said that most conversations around police brutality and racial injustice do not go far enough in their call for change. In your opinion, Ms. Omar, we are not merely fighting to tear down the systems of oppression in the criminal justice system, we are fighting to tear down systems of oppression that exist in housing, in education, in healthcare, in employment, and in the air we breathe. You know, this woman, I swear to God, Minnesota, please do the world a favor. When it's her turn to be voted out of office, vote her bum ass out. For America's sake, God, this woman's a nuisance. And you know something i I can't believe she she refers to the uh, criminal justice system as a system of oppression. Are you feeling oppressed? you You got voted into Congress. You can't be that much oppressed. If you're a Congress member, huh, Ilhan? hmm Well, obviously, you think, and that's kind of a stretch for you, you think it's okay to attack the very system that protects you. Yes. You have the Capitol Police. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait wait, That's right, you have Capitol Police officers protecting your bum ass, so you want to defund them. You know, if I were a member of the Capitol Police Department and I saw someone running up toward you, anger in their eyes, I would turn around and say, Don't stop. Wait. And then just walk away because I will have done my job as far as I was concerned. (laughs) And leave you at the tender mercies of whoever the hell it is. Now, that would be a bad idea. I know. But... Let's face the reality, ladies and gentlemen. Let's face the reality. If you're going to call for the defunding of police, be prepared to have those officers, those fine men and women, who watch your back, Miss Omar, turn their back on you for even considering such a ridiculous idea as Tearing down the systems of oppression, as you put it. So, I'm, look, I'm not without compassion. But when it comes to someone as dumb and as moronic as you and Presley and Talib, and yes, even AOC, we have to remember that the four of you, are the biggest load of horse shit to ever get into the Congress. Are you really that naive to think that the American people will put up with that kind of bullshit for very much longer? (laughs) Well, we won't. Because when it's your turn to be voted in, or in this case, voted out, I sincerely doubt that there's going to be any sympathy for you when you get voted out. Now, of course, I can't imagine a worst-case scenario for a Democrat. Now, I'm going to finish this talking points with a message for the uh, United States Supreme Court. You have just given the Democrats the opportunity to win the presidential seat when the time comes, every single time. You have just given America a new moniker. If the Democrats do win in November... And then they win again four years later. And then they put someone else up and they win again and again and again. Do you see where I'm going with this? Chief Justice Roberts and all of the justices on the Supreme Court? Do you see where I'm going with this? You have just given this country a new title. Monarchy. That's right. It's not going to be a communist or socialist rule. It's going to be a a completely monarchy. It's going to be a dictatorship. Like, kind of the way it was under Obama. So, America, we have the Supreme Court to thank for the complete screw job that's liable to happen come November. I pray I'm wrong. My gut feeling is President Trump will win in November, but I'm going to say this. If he loses because electors decided to go with the popular vote, honestly, that will be the day America's sovereignty will have been destroyed and this country will turn into a dictatorship and everything that President Trump has done to turn this country around everything that he hopes to do will never come to pass because thanks to the Supreme Court America will no longer be a republic. It will turn into that dictatorship I spoke of. And unfortunately, it will be under the Democrats' rule. So we will no longer have a president in the White House. We will have the Mark of King or Supreme Leader or whatever the fuck you're going to call it. So, America, we have to make sure that President Trump wins and that the Supreme Court reverses its decision and lets the Electoral College do what the Electoral College is supposed to do under the Constitution, the way it's been for decades. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Okay, let's see if we can get... Oh, my Lord. I'm disappearing here. Hold on a second. My video is looking very, very, very transparent in spots. So let me see if I can fix it here. I hope I can fix this here. I better be able to fix this. Yeah, I think I can fix it. Mm, Almost got it, I think. By George, I believe I've got it. Let's try just another little... No, back it up a notch. Yeah, I think I got it. (laughs) Although I think I gave myself a little bit too much headroom on the camera.
2: There. Now...
0: Let us see. I have two gentlemen on the phone line at 347 945 5747. Uh, They would be (coughs) the gunslinger and the crazy Cajun from Louisiana, Annie, Annie, Annie. How you doing? Addio? Guys? (laughs) Addio? Addio? Where have I heard that before tonight? Where have I heard that? Must have been one of those old, old TV shows.
2: Actually, that was the um, home improvement. Oh, yeah.
0: That's right. (laughs) Ah, okay. See, there there is a method to the madness, I suppose. Anyway. So to kind of kick things into high gear here. Um, as I mentioned in my talking points, uh squad members Taleb and Presley uh introduced a bill to defund police and give reparations. Oh they they kinda of changed the headline on me there. Uh-huh The House passed a sweeping police reform bill last month, but the legislation failed to move forward in the Senate. Now, get a load of this, everybody. You're going to love this. Two congressional squad members unveiled a wide-ranging proposal Tuesday to defund police departments and establish a reparations program for African Americans and people harmed by the police and the criminal justice system. Representatives Rashida Tlaib of Michigan and Ayanna Pressley of Massachusetts, both Democrats, announced the BREATHE Act via a virtual conference call. Uh, Both lawmakers are part of the four-member squad a group of female progressive House members that includes Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, and of course, to leave and uh, Priestley, we can start to envision through this bill a new version for public safety, a new version, excuse me, a new vision for public safety, one that protects and affirms Black lives. To leave said, according to the New York Post, the legislation has not been introduced. Ocasio Cortez and Omar were not announced as backers of the proposal. Under the bill, federal funds to local police and federal agencies would be slashed and diverted to pay for health care, education, environmental housing programs. It would eliminate federal programs and agencies used to finance Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE and the controversial Department of Defense 1033 program, which transfers excess military equipment to civilian law enforcement agencies. The program has been criticized for the perceived militarization of local police departments. Other provisions include abolishing surveillance tactics (laughs) Disp- disproportional. <laughs> Try again, George. Disproportionately used to target minority communities, electronic monitoring, including ankle monitors, smartphone apps, and other tools. Ending civil asset forfeiture, ending the three strikes law, and repealing laws that criminalize illegal immigration. In addition it would offer a 50% match of savings to states to close down detention facilities and prisons, the elimination of gang databases, and the forgiving of all fees and surcharges within the justice system. The reparations provisions include the passing the Commission to Study Reparation Proposal for African Americans Act, and establishing commissions to design reparations for mass incarceration to include those caught up in the war on drugs, border and police violence, and the, systemat- the systemic violation of the U.S. government's treaty obligations to tribal nations. The bill is unlikely to pass... The Democratic-controlled House, as many do not support defunding the police, a movement that grew out of a nationwide anger over the death of, here we go again, mentioning George Floyd. The House passed a sweeping police reform bill last month. All 233 Democrats voted in favor of the bill, titled the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act, along with three Republicans, the Senate voted 55 to 45 in favor of the bill. It needed 60 votes to move forward. Okay. Time for me to do what, what I love to do, and that's dissect what these twits did. Okay, first of all, to defund the police in the fashion that they are proposing okay from the on the federal side of things you're talking about slashing their, their their federal budget so badly that no police department across America would be able to function unless they unless the states take up the tab you know the extra moolah. And that means increased taxes on the state level. Now let's talk about where that would what that would mean as far as the Capitol Hill Police Department. Oh, guess what? That means Priestley to leave, Omar and AOC lose their vaunted protection. Because what are the Capitol Police going to do if they don't have the funding to do their job? Hmm, I guess they didn't think of that one, did they? And then, of course, here's the big icing on the cake, guys. They're talking about... Listen to some of the things that they, they mentioned. Under the bill, the fed, federal funds to local police and federal agencies would be slashed and diverted. So that money that they're talking about, they're, they would slash the funds... To local and federal agents, to local police and federal agencies, and divert the money to pay for health care, education, environmental, housing programs. The bill would eliminate federal programs and agencies used to finance immigration and customs enforcement, which is necessary. Okay. Uh, and the con- the controversial Department of Defense 1033 program, which transfers excess military equipment to civilian law enforcement agencies. Now that I, I'm a little 50/50 about. I'll explain why uh, a little bit later in regards to that. But it has been a, it's a program that is criticized on both sides of the aisle. It is. Um, now other provisions include abolishing surveillance tactics. Uh, that they claim are disproportionately used to target minority communities, electronic monitoring, in, which includes ankle monitors, smartphone apps, and various other tools. and uh, civil asset forfeiture, end three, the three strikes law, and repeal laws that criminalize illegal immigration. Okay, first of all, repealing laws that criminalize illegal immigration. We have those on the fucking books for a God-forsaken fucking reason. Gumasses. Exactly. So, I'm sorry, but it, it, they say that the, the, it's said here that the bill is unlikely to pass the Democratic controlled House. Because there are, there are many who do not support defunding the police. And, that's the, and believe it or not, that's Democrats. There are Democrats in Congress that do not support defunding the police. Shocking, isn't it? They at least grew a brain cell long enough to to decide, oh, hey, you know what, defunding the police, bad idea. Okay. Now this reparations nonsense comes up again. Okay passing the Commission to Study Reparation Proposal for African Americans Act establishing commissions to design reparations for mass incar- incarceration to include those caught up in the war on drugs border and police violence and the, sy- the systemic violation of the U.S. government's treaty obligations to tribal nations uh, no no this bill is going to be dead on its uh, dead on arrival before it even gets gets out of the congress so all right guys what
2: do you say well what i think what i understand what you're saying about it. it's going to be dead on arrival e- even from you know the congress but they want they the, the goal is to get it out there just in case what you what you say ha- uh, in your talking points happens, happens, and and they get the ability to have a well, what you know, a king for lack of well, a little better term. Let me,
0: hold on, hold on a second, Mike. Let me clarify something with that. Because of the way the Supreme Court uh, did did that unanimous. Uh, 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 decision regarding the Electoral College. The reason I say that is because what happens now is, uh, if a state says to the electors, use the popular vote, they have to use the popular vote. Now imagine, if you will, that had happened when Hillary Clinton was running against at the time. Okay. I hate to say it, she did, she, did, she did have more in the popular vote category, which means it would have meant a very real possibility, however unlikely to some, that Trump could have lost in 2016. Thankfully, this was not the case. But now, in 2020, it could very well spell his loss. He could end up losing the 2020 election to Joe Biden. And guess what? Well, everything that Trump did would go
2: down the drain. Well, the thing with that is That's a big how hip. popular is Joe Biden? How popular is Joe Biden? You know. it, it might not <laughs> Man, matter with was... Joe Biden. <coughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, but even 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 there, I mean, how many how many can it, how much can they rig for Joe Biden with the fact that he's so well idiotic and he's you know, I mean I mean just think about it. Yeah, with any other with any other candidate it might work, but Joe Biden You know the question
1: is do you,
0: Bear in mind, the Democrats will do anything they have to to win this election. They know that Trump's that Trump is going to beat their ass. Problem is, with this with the Supreme Court's decision, that makes it a little bit harder to do.
2: Right, it really does. So. But, then then again, here it could backfire on them because, you know, Trump could come back and, let's just say, for the sake of this argument, they do try and mail in votes and all that stuff and popular voting and all uh, that stuff. And, this and, isn't and an argument. they What's try the that questions? and it kind of works, but Trump wins the Electoral College. Trump could end up setting up a shadow government, you know. Now. Would that be a good idea? Probably not, but it might happen.
0: Now, all
2: right, I don't know where that's coming from,
0: but that that's that's one I one theory I will not I will not even entertain. You know why? Because nobody is stupid enough to open a shadow government. Okay, especially a guy who has worked as hard as Trump has to, to do the right thing by the American people So I mean Democrats might be stupid enough to do that But here's the thing I'm going to say it right now Trump's winning 2020 thanks. It's going to be a little tougher Thanks to the Supreme Court But he's going to win And even and even right. Cherokee Rose, watch, watching this broadcast on Periscope, said Trump 2020 and put an American flag next to, the, to that. And hello to Cherokee Rose over on over on the Periscope channel. Thanks for watching. Glad to have you aboard. As always, uh, Gunslinger. What about you, man? I mean, what what do you see in the, in all of this?
1: A big word called stupidity. Okay, from these asshats that want to defund the police. It will never happen. You know that. Come on. I mean, this would, be, this would go back to the Wild West. Okay, if that was if they had if they got their way, which they're not going to, obviously. Let's be real about this shit. Why do they mm. want to waste Congress's time on something that will never come about? That shows you they're, in, they're very low intelligence, okay? They are very low intelligence. In fact, they're stupid. Okay. Um, <clears throat> to even think something like that. Now, would I be in favor of some type of like, police reform? Yeah, because uh, like the, the black guy, Floyd or whatever his name was, that should have never happened, Okay. Uh, there should be more training, okay, in situations like that. With that kind of reform? yeah, yeah that's all for it. You, you know, and you know, for I don't know. It's you know, there's a this, this judicial system that we have needs to be overhauled, okay, not in their form or their ideal uh, ideology of their reform. But it really needs to be reformed, okay? Um, mm-hmm. I was a victim of it. I lost a quarter million dollars. Okay? I can't put my peace in federal prison. Okay, for uh, uh defrauding defrauding a bank. Now get that. That's, that's that what that you're
0: kinda, what you're kinda trailing off.
1: I said yeah. Was that what she did was wrong? Yes. Okay, I was a victim in this in that situation. Okay, mm-hmm. but no fucking attorney would touch it with a ten foot pole. Okay, and I had a list about two hundred fifty attorneys that I fucking contacted. Nobody would want it. Well, yeah, twenty five thousand dollar retainer fee. <laughs> so You got twenty five thousand dollars in your fucking pocket? <laughs> I don't think so. Twenty five uh, thousand uh, yeah. retainer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They wanted twenty five
0: thousand bucks retainer to take on. The- Greedy bastard. That's on
1: my case, yeah, yeah. It was such a hot potato. Holy Toledo, man! I uh, yeah, we we've, we've met with the head DA for Dallas County down there in person. The drunk, or the drug, the dope head, you know, the blonde babe. That didn't do any good. So you see, yeah, that even down on these levels, that needs to be reformed. Look at what Ron Reck has always said. They 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 put these people in prison. For money because somebody either at the local level, state level, federal level I don't care. As long as them beds are filled, they make money on every fucking bed in them fucking prisons. Okay, and they are there people right. in prison for stupid shit? Yeah, that right there needs to be reformed. Okay, you get caught with a just a peach full of marijuana, for example. And they give you 10 years. years in prison. That's
0: stupid. I mean, look, guys, that is... look, uh, look, Gunslinger, I'm not going to sit here and say that our, our system is not without its flaws. It is. And it does need to it be is. reformed. It needs to be, it needs to be done correctly, though. The kind of reform that, that these idiots want it's not reform. Oh, yeah. I mean... They want to basically turn, shut it completely down. They want to eliminate prisons. Really? Uh excuse me, wait a minute. So violent offenders, people who commit murder. Like that cop did to George Floyd. You don't want him to go to prison? What do you want to do with him? Do you wanna treat him like he was in a Muslim country where they they behead your ass?
2: Fuck that. Oh, yeah, and, and George and think about this george listen to listen to the whole laundry list of stuff that was in that bill, including the the whole getting rid of ice and the detention centers, and they how long have they been screaming about getting rid of ice, the Democrats? How long have they been screaming about shutting down these detention centers? The reason why these detention centers are open is why, because the for the most part, these guys that have come over the border, the southern border, have broken the law. All right, our our laws state that you cannot come over illegally, and have committed a crime or whatever, but have come over illegally. If you do that, you're breaking another law. Not only did you create have have you. Possibly done a crime in where you, wherever you're from, but you're breaking our laws by coming over. So, and you deserve to be put away, put in jail, or put in jail in lieu of sending you back to whatever country, be it Mexico, Guatemala, uh, whatever that you create that you uh, did that crime in. So yeah, they've done. That, that's that's what they want to do. They wanna they want to uh, uh, hand severely handicap the justice system. I mean, yeah, yeah. There, look, people are in
0: jail I mean, for, look, for yeah. I mean, Mike, you, I, you made a you made a hell of a good point there, dude. You did. They want to they want to they want they want to tear this system apart. You know, the system is flawed. I get that. But destroying the system is not fixing the system. That's the problem that they don't understand. But look at who proposed it. Okay? They, they, they follow the Islamic traditions. And what, does, does Islamic tradition allow for incarceration? No. Does it allow for? Uh, do they have reparations? No. Well, wait a minute. So they don't have prison. They don't have a prison system to speak of. They don't allow for reparations. So what do they allow for? A scimitar and and your neck, having a meeting of the minds. Hmm. That's their idea of justice well, guess what? Not going to happen here. Abolishing the to defund the police would, would basically be tantamount to abolishing police agencies in this country.
2: And I guarantee you this. The one police agency they don't want, because it works so hard with them to get rid of Our current president, the one police agency that they don't want to get rid of would probably be the FBI. You know, that's that's the top agency that needs reform, right there. You know. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Um, But let's look. Let's look in, in, in here. Okay. Let's look at this. At what they're talking about in this bill. Under the bill, federal funds. To local and federal agencies Now federal agencies That includes and not limited to the FBI The National The, the, the NSA The CIA The U.S. Marshal Service Okay <laughs> Now All these federal agencies Would be would be losing money Custom, Immigration and Customs Enforcement eliminate federal programs and agencies used to finance immigration and customs enforcement. So basically, ICE would be useless. Because they wouldn't even be there. So, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I look at these two morons that that are proposing this idiocy bill and I'm and I'm and I'm hoping the Democrats are smart enough, because there are plenty of Democrats, as I said, that are not in favor of defunding the police. So this bill is going to go nowhere real quick.
2: Right. And my big question is do you remember that what happened at that congressional baseball practice when Steve Scalise got shot? Who came in mm-hmm. there and did did the stuff. It was the Capitol Hill Police, right? Yeah, because they, they, the they, they were there to
0: provide security for the Congress members.
2: Right. If they cut the funding, to where does, where does most of the funding from Washington come from? From Washington, D.C., the, 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 that that government, uh, you know, the mayor and the council of Washington, D.C. come from? Who lost that money? That would be the U.S. Congress, uh, right?
0: It, yes, it would, because they, they they they
2: handle the purse strings. So, if you're getting rid of the if you, if you're going to cut the police, and let's just say for the sake of argument, George, that there's a that there's a congressional another congressional baseball practice, and this time it's. The Democrats having a practice and there's a a nut job that breaks into the place with a gun with a gun with some guns with him and starts shooting that place up and there are no police to come in there and possibly stop this thing then what you know and, and you cut the funding they, to the police they get Go ahead. what they just they
1: get what they deserve. You're stupid enough, just like I've always said. To defund the police and turn this into the Wild West again, okay? And then a mad, mad gunman breaks into one of those little baseball games and starts mowing down people. Oh well. Thank you, Democrat. You got what was coming. Today, Democrat. Anyway. Look. So, you know. But this, but this,
0: that. That's. That. That's why I said, you know, I'm glad to see that there are Democrats who are uh, against defunding the police. You know, I don't give credit where credit is due, but there are some Democrats who actually have a brain on on this issue and, and feel that defunding the police is a bad idea, a really bad idea. So, you know, hats off to those Democrats. I can't believe I'm saying this but hats off to those Democrats who are against defunding the police because at least it shows that the squad isn't going to get their way again
2: Right. well I mean look George if your leader is AOC which obviously you look at the squad and basically they take their cues from her right and she's basically their leader. How smart can they be by taking the cues from her when she's not, when she's no brain surgeon or uh, rocket science? You know? You know, so they God can't be real you, smart, right, George?
0: God help the world if you were a brain
2: surgeon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And as far as being a rocket scientist, uh, listen, I would. There's been announcements made that we were we might go back to the moon, which would be nice. But well, here's the thing: the first person I would throw on that rocket and leave her there is AOC. Yeah, <laughs> the wrong. epitome of not a rocket scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, tell her. Listen, be the first congresswoman to go to the moon. That'd be great for you. As soon as she's far enough away from the from the the the, the, the lunar, the lunar the landing module, huh? everybody else get back. Once she's far enough away, we run yeah. back to the to the lunar to, 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 to the ship. We blast off and say, bye, AOC.
2: Have a nice time on the
1: moon. You Go ahead
2: and open yourself up a, a, a bar. Yeah, because
0: yeah. only, the only customers she would get on the moon are the moon rocks, and that's where a lot of her brain cells are, rocks. Yeah. What's that line we like to to use, Gunslinger, every once in a while? Dumber than a box of rocks? Well, she'd be literally dumber than a box of rocks, man. Well,
2: that's insulting to the box of rocks. You
0: know, you got a point there. You got a point there, Mike. (laughs) Well, you can't insult a box of rocks. I mean, you know, it's...
2: but oh, yeah, I couldn't but, believe yeah.
0: I, I could not believe my eyes when I saw that story I was like you got to be kidding you know but then of course there's Ilhan Omar oh yeah there's Ilhan Omar who hasn't been heard from that often apparently she's calling for dismantling immediately <clears throat> America's system of oppression. She said, we can't stop a criminal justice reform or policing reform. So, get a load of this. To add insult to injury to the story I just that we were talking about, there, there comes this. Ilhan Omar called for dismantling economic and political systems that serve as a system of oppression. The Minnesota Democrat said Tuesday that most conversations around police brutality and racial injustice do not go far enough in their call for change. Excuse me. We can't stop at criminal justice reform or policing reform, she said during an outdoor press conference. We are not merely fighting to tear down the systems of oppression in the criminal justice system. We are fighting to tear down systems of oppression that exist in housing, in education, in health care, in employment, and in the air we breathe. Okay. She goes on to say, the, 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 it, it says here that Omar said it was time to guarantee homes for all due to racial disparities in home ownership. She said that home ownership rates are nearly twice as high for white families as they are for black families. She also promoted the Green New Deal because we know that environmental racism is real. Excuse me? As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. The progressive squad member continued. So we cannot stop at the criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. President Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr., asked if Biden agreed with Omar's proposition. Does at Joe Biden agree with his supporter at Ilhan MN that we need to dismantle the United States economy and political system? This is what Trump Jr. tweeted. Does our education system know it has failed you? Omar shot back. Your level of comprehension is such an embarrassment to our country. Maybe someone can offer you free English classes. Oh, what a condescending little wench. Or Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn called on Omar to resign over her remarks. Ilhan Omar took an oath to defend and protect the Constitution, not shred it, Blackburn said on Twitter. Omar and her Marxist comrades are a threat to our democracy. Omar should resign. Omar held the press conference in Minnesota along with leaders from the Minnesota People of Color and Indigenous Caucus. Omar has joined calls for local progressive politicians to dismantle the the Minneapolis Police Department uh, in the wake of George Floyd's death, calling it rotten to the root. A new way forward can't be put in place if we have a department that is having a crisis of credibility if we have a department that's led by a chief who's suited for racism, if we have a department that it, that hasn't solved half of the homicides, this is what Omar said on CNN's State of the Union in mid-June, and so you can't really form a department that is rotten to the root, what you can do is rebuild. <clears throat> now, Minneapolis City Council members last week announced a veto-proof push to disband the city's police department. On Friday, the council passed a resolution to start crafting a new model of public safety with the community's input without,
1: de-
0: without delving into many specifics. Asked by uh, Jake Tapper to clarify her position, Omar said the conversation has been misconstrued. No one is saying that the community is not going to be kept safe. No one is saying crimes will not be investigated. No one is saying that we are not going to have a proper response when community members are in danger, she said. What we are saying is the current infrastructure that exists as policing in our city should not exist anymore, and we we can't go about creating a different process with the same infrastructure in place. So here we have Ilhan Omar calling for the 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 complete dismantling of the Minneapolis she she's she agrees with the dismantling of the uh Minneapolis police department. She wants to she she's basically trying to she wants to see every aspect of law enforcement undermined in that city. You know, I agree. There are bad apples in police departments. Well, it's up to the police departments, their internal affairs division, to weed out these, these, uh, these, these bad apples. By, by calling for the dismantling of police and calling for the defunding of police, what they are doing is they are, they're, they're saying to the people at large, the John and Jane Q. Publics of America, we're not going to have police protecting you. Oh, and what this also says is, and it speaks volumes here, that by turning around and defunding or dismantling a police department, you're telling, you know, the people who pay taxes to have these police departments in place and properly funded. You're telling the taxpayers your your opinion on this matter doesn't matter, and quite frankly, you're you know you're saying to the to the decent, good, hardworking men and women of law enforcement. Screw you, your department is corrupt. you don't have a job anymore. Have a nice life. Basically, they're telling the good men and women of law enforcement you'll be out of a job if we get our way. All right, fellas. what do you say
2: right this is, this is no Omar right? She's a Muslim mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. she would much rather us be under Sharia law than anything else. So, uh, and that's not going to happen. But that's what she would like. And uh, rather than other Democrats, that's I'm I'm just speaking strictly of Ilhan Omar, you know, and what she's talking about. And yeah. She may be saying all the right things, but we all know what being what she is, being a radical like she is, what she'd like to do. So, yeah, they're going to get rid of her, but they're not going to give her what she wants, I don't think. And so, I mean, again, I'll, I'll say it again. She's another one. The Ohana Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley you know, and of course their quote leader AOC. We know we know what they're ta- We know what they want, and we know that well lack of brain cells and all that stuff. So, I mean, she can spot off all she wants. Yeah, it looks like Minneapolis is going to get rid of their police department, but they're not gonna they're not gonna get rid of it for so long. I don't think. And those two guys, that guy that did what he did to George Floyd, he should. I mean, why would you, why would you do that if you, if you're going to scream for justice for George Floyd? How is he going to get justice if there is no police department and there is no, you know, and there is no, uh, you know, DA and there is no uh, court system and there is no. Uh, you know jails, you know, to put these people in. So, so how is it? How is George Floyd or his family going to get justice? not if none of if none of that exists. See, that's again, they don't. These Democrats, they don't use their heads. I mean, that's a given in most cases, but in this case, with Ilhan Omar. Again, it's painfully obvious that she is not using her head. She's oh, she's screaming about justice for George Floyd, but her—that's just sophistry and stuff. And it's like, okay, you want to get rid of the police department? How are you gonna get again? How are you going to you gonna get that justice? Back to you, George. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: they are ahead, using Doug. their
1: head. They are using their head. They're using it to wipe their asses with. That's how stupid they are. Okay. These... <laughs> I've said it a zillion times, and I'll say it a zillion times more. Birds of a feather flock together, don't they? Okay? These squad, these idiots, these Muslims, okay? They wouldn't... Going up against the gunslinger, they wouldn't last two seconds. Okay. They won't just sharia law bullshit because they're not American.
2: They are anti
1: American. They are Muslims, okay? Didn't we have one of them butt buddies in the White House for eight years that held the uh, uh, president office hostage called Obama? Okay? He wasn't an American. He was one of the, he was one of them, okay? And he even admitted it. So again, or just a feather flock together, don't they? That's why none of this old the stuff overseas and these going after these terrorists and all this shit never happened under Hump Buddy watch. Because he would be blowing up one of the one of his own. Just like these idiots here, okay, the squad idiot, okay? Calling for defunding the police, defunding ICE. I live in Texas. I'm a border state, okay? I've been to the border. I've seen that motherfucker down there at Brownsville, Texas. I've seen him cross over the Rio Grande down there with my own two fucking eyes, okay, swimming across the river down there, okay? If it wasn't for ICE and all this immigration uh, roundup, if you want to call it, okay, you think criminality is bad now. If you let all these scumbags from for these other third world shitholes, Guatemala, even Mexico, boy, there's there's a there's a shithole right there. I, you both of you never been there. I have. I right? I've seen how those people live. And it's not probably the actual people of Mexico. It's the the criminal cartels and all them idiots. But it's a communist government. Okay, these people live in cardboard boxes, neighborhoods of cardboard boxes, me and that pilot friend of mine we drove down these neighborhoods and they're just huts it's something like out of the 1800's okay, I've never seen anything like that in my entire life okay? it's the first time I've seen that but yeah, this is the way they want this country to be, Everybody's living in a cardboard box okay, if they had their way because look where they're from I mean, I've never been over there and I don't want to go over there but from what I've heard in the videos that I've seen it's not a very place that you can be safe okay but they don't care they want their ways brought over here and for you to bow down to their ways fuck them forever. it's a cold day in hell
0: <clears throat> well trust me when I say I, I they, if they can keep it where they got it we don't want it anywhere around us. I certainly don't want it anywhere near me. Okay, and that's and that's that's being honest. Okay. Since 2005, I've gone through their their, their so-called holy book, tooth and nail. And you know what I you know what I've come to realize? There's nothing holy about it, unless you. Uh, unless you, you shoot it full of holes like like Swiss cheese. And Lord knows I love my Swiss cheese. But, you know, call, call it for what it is, you know, like an umpire in baseball. But let's face the reality. If they think that they're going to get Sharia law in this country, they got another thing coming. But if they... Let's say... Ouch! 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 Who's got Who's got an emergency tone going?
1: It's a Amber.
2: Um,
0: ouch! That hurt! I, that went right through my head. <laughs> it, has way to,
1: it has a way to get your attention, don't
0: it? <laughs> it sure does. Because <laughs> you know what that sound that tone sounds like uh, when when the when when the Emergency alert system engages when they do their tests yeah, a, every once in a while. It's
1: a amber, amber, amber alert, amber alert.
0: Yeah, but that Thank tone is know. almost I, almost identical to the uh, the emergency alert system uh, alert. tone that, that's used. And ouch, man, that tone goes right through your noggin. And like you said, it does have a way of getting your attention. Um, Now, I'll tell you what. Just so people understand, when we talk about Ilhan Omar and what she had said at that news conference, I've got a clip that I'm going to play, and it's going to show you from her own mouth. Well, not show you. You're going to hear it direct from her own mouth what she said. Okay, so give me a moment while I uh, uh, open this puppy up. And believe me when I tell you, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, this is nuts.
2: As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop at criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. As long as our economy And political systems prioritize profits without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate the inequality. So we cannot stop at criminal justice systems. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it.
0: Yeah, that is what Ilhan Omar said at that press conference. I read the words that she said that she used. You heard it from her directly. This is a dangerous, a very dangerous idea that she's proposing, that, that the squad is proposing to do. They put your life, my life every human life at risk. And that's something I cannot and will not allow to happen. No one, I don't give a damn who you are, okay? Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, or pink with purple polka dots. As I've said so many times on this show, we are all members of one race, a human race and when people start to believe that deep down and accept it as the facts that it is and the truth that it is our world could be a better place but until that happens we have to find a better solution well dismantling the police and defunding the police and destroying and, and or dismantling I should say The uh, justice system is not the way to do it. That's basically putting every human life at risk. You close down the prisons, where are the prisoners going to go? They're going to be set free. That includes and not limited to prisoners who have committed violent, brutal murders, putting them back on the streets would be a death sentence to the families whose, uh, whose, who, who, whose victims were basically slaughtered by murdering thugs. And guess what? Those murdering thugs, in 9 out of 10 situations, they've gone after the witnesses in, that were in court. They've, go, they, they've gone after the families of those who they murdered. And believe me, if that's what these uh, squad members want to have happen, then they need to pack their bags, move out of the United States, and go somewhere where that kind of a system exists. Because it will not happen here. It will not happen here, as long as every single law-abiding citizen draws a breath. It will not happen in America. Now, moving right along here. Well, you want to hear a good one? here's, Here's a good one for discussion. Liberal writers, activists, sign open letter calling to end cancel culture. Signatures include J.K. Rowling, Barry Weiss, Noam Chomsky, and Gloria Steinem. Liberal writers, professors, and activists have come together and signed an open letter in the hopes of ending cancel culture. Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, New York Times opinion editor Barry Weiss, and political activist Noam Chomsky are a few of more than 100 names attached to the piece titled A Letter on Justice and Open Debate that was published Tuesday in Harper's Magazine. Our, culture, our cultural institutions are facing a moment of trial. The letter begins, Powerful protests for racial and social justice are leading to overdue demands for police reform, along with wider calls for greater equality and inclusion across our society not least in higher education, journalism, philanthropy, and the arts. But this needed reckoning has also intensified a new set of moral attitudes and political comments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity. As we applaud the first development, we also raise our voices against the second. While the letter calls President Trump a real threat to democracy, it also warns that the resistance should not harden into its own brand of dogma or coercion, insisting that an intolerant climate has plagued both sides of the aisle. The free exchange of information and ideas, the lifeblood of a liberal society, is daily becoming more constricted, the letter explains. While we have come to expect this on the radical right, conseruousness is also spreading more widely in our culture, and intolerance of opposing views, a vague, a vogue, for public shaming, and ostracism, and the tendency to dissolve complex po- policy issues in a blinding moral certainty. We uphold the value of robust and even caustic counter-speech from all quarters, but it is now all too common for to hear calls for swift and severe retribution. In response to perceived transgressions of speech and thought. More troubling still, institutional leaders, in a spirit of panicked damage control, are delivering hasty and disproportionate punishments instead of considered reforms. We are already paying the price in greater risk aversion among writers, artists, and journalists. Who fear for their livelihoods if they depart from the consensus or even lack sufficient zeal in agreement. The letter goes on to say that the stifling atmosphere that restricts public debate invariably hurts those who lack power and makes everyone less capable of democratic participation. We need to preserve the possibility of good faith disagreement without dire professional consequences.
1: If we won't defend,
0: yeah, if we won't defend the very thing on which our work depends, we shouldn't expect the public or the state to defend it for us. Mm, excuse me. Other signatures attached to the letter include New York Times columnist David Brooks and Michelle Goldberg, CNN host Farid Zakaria, the Atlantic writer David Frum, The Handmaid's Tale author Margaret Atwood, and feminist icon Gloria Steinem. (coughs) Excuse me. Rawling has been under fire by the viral mob in recent weeks for defending the concept of biological sex which critics have deemed transphobic. Meanwhile, Weiss drew ire among her colleagues after she claimed that a civil war has taken place within the New York Times following the uproar sparked after the newspaper published an op-ed written by Senator Tom Cotton that led to the removal of its editorial page editor, James Bennett. It was also reported that during... An internal town hall meeting, a Times employee had asked if Weiss was going to be fired over the incident. <clears throat> you want to know what this whole thing is, is all about? Once again, it's, 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 a, uh, it, it's, it's a diluted way of trying to push the liberal mindset. It is not calling, it's not a call to end, cance, to end uh, cancel culture. It's more of, a, of, a, of an attempt to promote their way of thinking, their liberal ideas, and make us, we the people, believe what they're saying is, is gospel, what they're saying is fact now i'll say this we do need to deal with with, with the situations regarding a lot of these uh, violent pro- these these violent actions by people who destroy public property assault people and sadly commit murder solely in the because they claim and this is, what, this is why I get disgusted when I see it mentioned time and again in the mainstream media. They use George Floyd's death as an excuse to kill people, to destroy public property, to act like rampant, uh, how should I put it, rabid dogs. Okay? So this letter is nothing more than a left-handed attempt to persuade those on the right that what they're saying on the left is correct. What do you say, guys?
2: Go ahead, guys. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. What are they saying here? I mean, gosh. Everything everything they're saying is the opposite of, of what they mean, right? I mean, they want to get rid of the police. They need to get rid of the police. I mean, I mean again, it goes back to what I've said a few weeks back. Generally speaking, over the past, 30 years, right? When the Democrats wanted something, they went incrementally, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they get this, and then the next step would be that, and then the next step after that would be the third thing, right? Well, everything they're doing now is they're take, they're trying to take a giant bite of the apple and get as much of the apple as they can and possibly get the whole thing in their mouth, thus maybe choking on it. But that's neither here nor there. So I mean, that's that's what they're trying to do here with all this stuff, and and they know it. But they and and will it fail? Uh, who knows? I mean, it might fail this time, but again, if the election happens and and Trump Trump doesn't win, you know and we get a Democratic House and a Democratic Senate and and everything else and, and a Democratic President. They're gonna bring this stuff up again and it's probably gonna be successful, you know. So, what? what that's how important this election is. That's how important not only Trump winning is, but that's how important the uh, the keeping the Senate. And flipping the house is because all this stuff. AOC. Who cares if AOC wins or loses? If we can flip the Senate, and she stays in the if we can flip the House, excuse me, and she stays in the House, it does, She's she's going to be marginalized anyway, and she's and the Democrats won't have any power to do anything. But you know, I'd rather see them get rid of her, but. Looks like that's not going to happen. But again, it's them trying to take a big giant bite of the apple as much as the apple as you can get. Back to you, George.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're looking for a generalized excuse to 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 take over in both chambers of the House, uh, Capitol Hill, you know, the Senate and the Congress. They're hoping to flip the, flip the Senate, keep the House, take the White House, and once they do that, they'll have carte blanche to completely decimate the country, to demoralize the right. And if that happens, like I said, everything that President Trump has worked so hard to do has been so successful at. I guarantee everything will be wiped out.
2: And and that and, means that and, our
0: economy will completely fall down around its ankles and it may never recover again.
2: And Rod Reck will get his collapse.
0: Okay, I don't know why are we're, we're quoting that 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 that, that 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 that's not gonna it's not gonna be an economic collapse, okay? I don't give a damn what, well, what he I mean,
2: says. It, right? That's that's the thing. And one other thing that happened over the past week, you know, and and he and, and I know you told us not to, not to take the polls into account or take them into account very little. But I just saw it today, and it's like, okay, he did something that they didn't like or whatever, and then. And then they come back and they say, and this was a, I think this was a Fox News poll, I think, and they say, well, his, the president's approval ratings are down under 40%. Now, I don't trust the poll, but that's neither here nor there. They're going to make a big deal of that poll or any poll that says that. That's because they know, I mean, they, you know, the general feel is that any president with a, even though it may be false, a an approval rating under 40% has a very little chance of getting reelected. But I'm, I agree with you. I don't think the polls matter. I think Trump's going to get reelected. And the fact of the matter is these polls that say, I don't even trust the fact that they're they're saying, well, his his approval ratings are under 40%, all right? So it's like, I don't trust that because, you know, they're mitigating circumstances to why his his poll, his numbers have been dropping, and it's mostly the coronavirus and things of that nature. People and the job maybe they feel like he's done or his turnover in the his turnover in people that work for him and his staff or whatever. But they're mitigating circumstances to that thing, right? To that to that poll number, right? So I don't trust I think his poll numbers are higher than they want to admit they are and possibly in the high forties, possibly in the low fifties. Maybe more than that, but
0: Definitely in
2: uh, different. what? I'm here, I, 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 hold on
0: that, a but Ma- Mike. Hold on a second. Um, gunslinger, you got something running in the background?
1: I got something running.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a fan, fan or or, or motor. Yeah,
1: fan. Fan. Let me move it. fan.
0: Yeah, because uh, the 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 fan was covering Mike up, and I, got, I was having trouble hearing him.
1: I'm about now, um, clear?
0: Yeah, now it's now it's clear. Um, look, I I think that what it comes down to for for a lot of us right now, you know, Mike, you talk about not you, you you mentioned not trusting the polls, which I've said many times. And the reason I say I said that back in 2016 is because they kept saying that. Hillary Clinton was ahead in the polls and and that was bullshit. I knew it. So I told people ignore the polls. And I have a feeling it's the same thing again. It's another uh another thing with the polls where they, you know, they're being manipulated. Okay? If I if I poll say 50 people and say 25 of the 50 are liberals. And 25 are conservatives. And if I wanted to manipulate the numbers, I could turn around and manipulate the numbers where they favor the left and not the right. And I can manipulate the numbers in the opposite way, too. Favor the right over the left. When the mainstream media conducts these polls, that's when I doubt their their credibility. Because let's say, because I've never been questioned for these polls. Have you? I mean, let's face the reality. I've never been polled. Mike, you said you've never been polled? Gunslinger, have you ever been contacted for a a news poll? Whether it was uh, CNN, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. I mean, nope. has has any of have any of them ever called you and said, "We'd like to get your opinion on the following poll question"? Never had that, right? So, how do we know that these that these polls are are, are true and true, fair, and and actually credible? We don't, and that's why I don't trust them, especially if it comes from the mainstream
2: media. Right, and. And I, f- I found the story. It was a Gallup uh, poll and uh, from from their in their website. And it's like, story highlights, 38% currently approve of the job Donald Trump is doing as president. Record partisan gap, 91% of Republicans and only 2% of Democrats. Approving and Trump job approval rating is down among most demographic groups. Which I I don't trust that last statement either. But that's neither. That's three, that's three different statements that I don't trust, and three three different three different states, very different statements, you know. And none of those statements I, I trust. And this is Gallup, you know, so you know so again don't trust the polls as soon out and don't trust them you know and and they know they know there are certain people that they know not to call i think like they know not okay. to call you me or a gun you know or, or Something people they like know us. not
0: to call us they they just don't we just don't we don't rate right. okay right. because we're not uh, we're we're not we're the, we're the average John Q. Publix. The three of us on this call right now. We're of the average John Q. Publix. Let's say, for the sake of discussion, you're out walking around in town, okay, and you get this pulse, this person who says, "I'm conducting a poll for on behalf of, of Fox News and Marist, and Marist College," and they ask you their question. You give them their answer. You give the answer that you that you that you give the answer. You give. If it doesn't jive with the rest of the uh, of the people, your answer doesn't doesn't factor in. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Now I put in 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 the Mixler chat room uh, the following information from the Rasmussen uh, from the Rasmussen page. The Rasmussen Report's daily presidential tracking poll, okay, for Tuesday shows that 45% of likely U.S. voters approve of President Trump's job performance. 53% disapprove. The latest figures include 32% who strongly approve of the job Trump is doing and 44% who strongly disapprove. This gives him a presidential approval index rating of minus 12. Now, Rasmussen has been doing this kind of stuff for decades. As much as I like Rasmussen, I will not follow their polls either. More, Not so much for the same reason I, I give with the other polls, but solely because... I feel that there are times when Rasmussen does tend to go askew. So when it comes to polls, whether it's Rasmussen, Gallup, whoever, ignore the polls. Follow your own gut instincts, your gut feeling. If you feel that President Trump can still do the job to the best of his ability, then you come November you vote for President Trump. and I'm, I know you're not going to like what I'm about to say, guys, but I'm going to say it anyway. But to be fair, if you feel in your heart that he has not lived up to expectations or, he is at, least, or at the very least has not done the very best to, done, done the job to the best of his ability, then you vote for the other guy. The other guy being Joe Biden. Now, I will say this. Polls notwithstanding... You look at what he, what President Trump has accomplished that has been positives to this country. You look at everything he's accomplished that has been in, that has benefited the American people. And you look at that and you say to yourself, how can we not vote for this man? He has proven time and again that he can get the job done. It may not be it may not be, you know, 100% to our to our satisfaction, but out of you know at least 90% of what the president has done to 95% has been in favor of the American people, and that's including the economy before the COVID 19 shit hit. So, let's face the reality. I'm voting Trump. I'm not voting for, for the person based on what poll tells me is in the lead. I'm voting because I see what the man has has accomplished, and I see what he is still trying to accomplish that benefits all of the American people. That's why I'm going to vote Trump. That's why my production company, Firefox News Online Productions, endorses President Trump for re-election. It's a simple matter of uh, it's a simple matter of one plus one equaling equaling two one man plus one good solid objective for the american on behalf of the american people that benefits us equals two terms in office thus my vote for re-election
2: You know, I've said this before, George. I didn't, I didn't vote for the man. Uh, you know, the first time because, frankly, I didn't trust a Republican, a northeastern Republican. Therefore, I wouldn't have voted for No Ways, uh, what's his former governor from there, or I wouldn't have voted for. Giuliani, or I wouldn't have voted for what's his name from New Jersey, just on principle, because all the Repo- a lot of the Republicans are more liberal, liberal up there, and and uh, uh, we've seen what the, those type of Susan Collinses and people like that, and I don't know if you know, and stuff like that, have gotten us. Even to some extent, Pete, what's his name from New York, the the, the congressman, senator from New York has flip-flopped some, or has shown some liberal leanings uh, uh, up there. But I will be voting for him this time, you know, because he now has a record, and his record is a good record, you know. So I will be voting for him this time. I don't care what the polls say. I don't give a damn. All right, let me let me
0: let me let me ask you something, Mike. Okay, I I heard what you said about 2016, you know, not voting for him the first time. If you don't mind my asking, who did you vote for in 2016?
2: I didn't I didn't vote in the presidential election. I voted for a senator from my state, you know, a US senator and House members and whatever uh, local, you know, governor, which I, uh, which was was a wasted vote because I didn't vote for, uh, a voter for the other guy. I didn't vote for John Bell Edwards and stuff like that. And I voted for, you know, local stuff. I just didn't vote in the presidential election. I wasn't going to vote for Hillary. I wasn't going to, and I didn't vote for. Uh, I told you why I didn't vote for Trump. I wasn't going to vote for Hillary because I know about Hillary. I know her. I know how crooked she is and I know what she would have done and I know that she would have would have been a a continuation of what Obama was doing to some extent. And yeah, there were rumors about them hating each other. But make no mistake, they may have the Obamas and the Clintons may have hated each other, but make no mistake, they still think along the same lines. You know,
0: well, let me let me put something out there, okay? President Trump, then candidate Trump, okay, proved something to me in his rallies that he could energize the base. Number one, that he could even turn turn around. And with one simple slogan, "Make America Great Again," spoke volumes to me. You and know, and, and here's how. You know, Peter, Peter, candidates, uh-huh. have come up with, candidates have come up with slogans. Okay, that's that's just what they do, or their campaign managers do it. But it was President, it was Donald Trump who came up with the with the with the "Make America Great Again" slogan. Why why do you have the first thought that came to my mind is okay? Well, make America great again. Does that imply that America has not been great? Well, if you look at the eight years that Obama held the presidency hostage, I think the answer would be quite clear. America was not great with Obama in the White House, with Obama calling, the, calling all the plays and basically writing unconstitutional executive orders and actions that did not do anything for the American people except cost us dearly financially, cost us dearly uh, as, a, as far as our moral fiber in this country. When you have a man who's willing to bow to the Saudi king and kiss his ring, uh, yeah, kind of wonder about that one, right? And of course, you know, apologizing for our involvement in World War II, we did it because the Allies came to us, and, and, and you know, they were they did ask us, I believe, if I remember my history right. I may be wrong, you know. But if, but Mike from here in New York isn't here. He doesn't come here anymore, so I can't ask him, you know, to, uh, to verify this. But basically, we got involved because we saw oppression by the, Nazi, uh, by the Nazis. We saw what was happening. We saw the writing on the wall. And then we were, we were thrust into the war because of what Japan did on December 7, 1941. So we had an obligation to the American people and to our allies at the time to do what was right. And I think what President Trump meant by make America America great again is to rebound from the mistakes of the previous so-called administration, to take this country back from the brink and to put it back on, on proper footing because what we got saddled with Was Obama? Uh That's not that's not a presidential leader. That's a dictator. So what what make America great again meant to me was rebuilding our country, reinforcing our military. Because don't forget, Obama tore down our military, and also making sure that our economy starts bouncing back for the better and not continue draining for the worse. Trump was able to accomplish these things in very short order and record time. If it hadn't been for this pandemic, our economy would still be flourishing. It would still be thriving. Well, now it's bouncing back. Yes, our economy is coming back. And I told you, all, I said this, regardless of what others what other people say to the contrary. I said this economy will bounce back, and it's starting to do just that. It's slow, but it's happening. Lester, you had, you had wanted to say something. Go ahead, pal. Oh,
1: I was just going. You know, I just going to say that. You know, with with all the the economy's bouncing back yeah okay it didn't collapse like it like it could have under any other person's leadership okay because Trump is a businessman okay he knows business he knows how to create business okay look at the empire that he's built by himself okay that's pretty damn good track business track record right there and you can mm-hmm. tell by the by the that's why I voted for Trump in 2016. I could tell by the way he speaks, okay, that he's he's a leadership. He's he's the type that take the bull by the horns and take control of the situation, okay. I was in business. I know business, okay, small business, but it was a no business, Let's what contracting business, okay. So I can I know where he's coming from. Okay, of course, i might worth billions of dollars. But no, it wouldn't be sitting here right now. i would be with a blonde babe right now. Okay, but <laughs> uh, you know, I could <laughs> tell, it, you can tell, you can tell that he's you, honest. You and me both, brother. <laughs> yeah, you ain't. Maybe a maybe a whole damn harem full of blonde babes. That's better. You know, money can buy happiness. You know, it's on your definition of happiness. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know, it's. Like I said, you can tell by the way he speaks, he's not a coward like Butt Buddy was. He don't go around kissing people's asses or kissing their rings and all that shit. He stands up like a true leader, like a warrior. Okay? He is a true modern day warrior. And you have to be when you are in, in at the helm of a country that is the greatest country in the fucking on the fucking planet. <laughs> with the greatest military on the fucking planet, you'll look at some of them toys that, that Navy's got, you'll see exactly what I'm fucking talking about. Okay? Mm-hmm. You have to be. You cannot be a pussy. You cannot bow down to people because that shows weakness. That shows weakness. You ever heard the old expression? Never bring a knife to a gunfight. Okay, so if you're going to bring a knife to a gunfight, you have shown weakness now. Because the other guy, he's got a gun. Okay? Just like I openly wear my gun. Okay, I'm not no billy badass, but I want, it, I want everybody to see that I've got a gun on and you better not fuck with me or try to steal my shit. Or it's gonna be trouble. That's that's taking the horns by the taking the bull by the horns and riding me. I never rode a bull, thank God. It's too rough for me. But
0: you
1: see, uh, so, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what Trump is. He's a true leader, you yeah. and that's the only thing you ha- can have. You think Hillary is a true leader? <laughs> yeah, leader right down to fucking primrose path. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah. oh and she, she's, a, she's
0: a, no way in it now. Hillary's a leader. She knew how she knew how to lead everybody to death and destruction. Uh,
1: well, she knew <laughs> how
0: to how to lead everybody to the toilet so they could go barf their heads off after she spoke.
2: Mm. So
0: yeah, she was a leader of sorts. And look
2: maybe <laughs> you know, maybe I should have given him the benefit of the doubt because I mean as I said, I was I was kind of painting with a broad brush when I said when I said what I said because I was talking about any politician from well, any politician with the R behind his name from the northeast, all right? You know, and and that's what I was saying. But i put it to you this way. He was, remember, part of Make America Great again was, uh, part of it was not just what Obama did, getting rid of what Obama did, but basically getting rid of what Clinton did with NAFTA and gas. Because remember, he was on, he was all over NAFTA, since he got past Trump, the president. You know?
0: Well, the way I, the way I, I, I see it is this. Um, in order to keep this country on a successful footing, in order to, pr- to keep us on an even keel, we must do everything humanly possible to make sure that President Trump does not lose in November. Because if Trump loses, and I agree with Cherokee Rose, she said on the on the Periscope chat, if Trump were to lose, the country is lost. Now, I want to get to some of her comments, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming based on this one comment here uh, in regards to the squad, if I'm, if I'm correct in my assumption, they want to destroy America as we know it. And I would agree. Obama hated America. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Now she said, "I agree, cold day in hell," and I'm not sure where that what the comment was for, so I apologize for that. Um, their goal is to transform America. Obama, Biden, and others have stated this, and 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 she's right. Obama said, fundamentally transform America. Transform it into what was what we were kind of trying to figure out. A communist socialist dictatorship. That's what that's what it appears to me to be. Their direction is going. Look at what uh, the squad wants to do with, with uh, defunding police and federal agencies. It's you know it's not a it's not rocket science what they want to do with that. So. When, when Cherokee Rose said on Periscope, yes, if Trump were to lose, the country is lost. So we, all of us, must do everything in our within our, our, our power and ability as American citizens. If we love our country enough, we're going to do whatever we can to help President Trump get reelected it's that simple if he falls America falls and I will not stand for, for America falling I did not serve my country to see this country fall, on its, fall flat on its face I did not serve my country to see this country destroyed I swore as a soldier to defend this country against all enemies both foreign and domestic and you know what I still stand by my soldier's oath. I still stand by that credo because it's if 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 America falls, we're all in big trouble.
2: Right.
1: So,
0: my advice to the American people is don't let the left take control you saw what they tried to do to President Trump by lying to us can you afford to? to, to can, you, can, can you actually say with, with a straight face we can afford to lose the White House to Democrats who seek to destroy everything that this country stands for with lies and and and, and total insanity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: maybe it's just me, but I want my country to to be the best above the rest. I want America to be the most powerful nation on earth. I want America to be the seat of freedom. I want our republic to be what the Founding Fathers envisioned America to be, and that is a free country. Not something that you know that i don't recognize now there was uh, an article that um, gunslinger had had mentioned Right. There was one article that he put in, and I was gonna. I said I would get to that, and uh, this is a this is very sad for the for the people of the state of Texas. I'm sorry to see this happen. I really am so sorry to see this happen because we need. Um, and sure enough, I can't look at it because I have to sign up for their free newsletter or something so it's I can't even read the article but apparently the state fair of Texas has been officially canceled and that's sad because you know I, if i if i heard right and gunslinger correct me if I'm wrong but the the state Fair in Texas is one of the largest affairs of the year for the state of Texas it's one of the the most uh, the most the most um, the most uh, it's a, one of the largest uh, events of the summer it
1: uh,
0: and to see I that, been to see that you know, just to see that, that happen is 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 unfortunate.
1: Yeah, it's um I haven't been to the state fair in years. I'm only I'm about twenty four miles from it. <laughs> um it's there's I think I read on that article that it's almost a million people come to the state fair. It's open for well, was it'll be open for a month, okay. Almost a million people. And five hundred million dollars in the economy of Dallas in the surrounding areas. So boy, they took a blow. Let me tell you. I mean, losing. I think I'd cry if I lost five hundred million something dollars. Okay. And that's just not just not the food vendors and the new cars. You know, they they have everything. out there. Just I don't know if New York has a state fair, but I mean they got everything. Name it. <laughs> they got it at the state fair. <laughs> Good.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I don't think New York's had a state fair in a very long, long time. I mean, um, I think the—I I don't think they—I don't even know if they've ever had one, to my knowledge. Uh, I know that uh, we had the World's Fair at one time because um, we had the World's Fair. I, I forget when that was, but I think I was—I was very little. It was in the late '60s, I think. And um, beyond that, I don't think we've had a state fair, but we've had uh, county fairs throughout the country, you know, throughout the state of New York. Uh, The Dutchess County Fair, you know, in the county I live in, uh, I believe that's also been canceled as a result of the COVID-19 business. So it's unfortunate, but... you know, what are you going to do?
1: It's that same fair that I think was last year or year before, was that big text, caught on fire, burned up. Remember that?
2: Yep. Say that again. There's this big
1: uh, the State Fair of Texas, it's a, it's a huge cowboy, okay? I think it's probably about 70 feet tall. And it greets the, the people when it comes in to the State Fair. Well, we're, about a year or two ago, it caught on fire. It burnt to the ground. <laughs> Big Tex. Big Tex. Named Big Tex.
2: Right. Now, uh, George, did you, did you I, I put a story into the FFNL. And I also put it, and going I put it into the uh, VSing. And basically, from the Iowa Standard. And it's about uh, the Des Moines BLM organizer, uh, founder of Planned Parenthood. And what she thought about black people, which we already knew, but basically, it's an interesting, it's an interesting article because she's basically admitting what we already knew about this person, this, this Margaret Sanger, and how she fed herself. So, and this is this is the Iowa BLM uh, leader talking.
0: Okay, uh, looking at this, uh, the headline reads, Des Moines BLM Organizer on Founder of Planned Parenthood. It is clear she did not intend for black populations to exist in the future. Now, Matthew Bruce, the organizer of Des Moines Black Lives Matter, gets loud about a variety of issues but one issue he's been relatively silent on is abortion. However, he hasn't always been silent on the 40-plus years of infanticide that has taken place in the United States. He wrote about the Drake neighborhood and noted there were no daycare centers, no grocery stores, no homeless shelters, no medical clinics, not even a public school. One summer... I spent every Monday evening performing at a live music venue on MLK and and University, the heart of the the Drake area. I remember looking out the window and only seeing a few restaurants, the highfalutin kind catering to college students, a barber shop, a police station, and across the street, a Planned Parenthood office. Bruce noted that the abortion debate is complicated for radical black voices because institutions such as Planned Parenthood are mired in a racist and classist history. Bruce mentioned the well-hidden and sanitized eugenic legacy of Margaret Sanger, the proclaimed hero of women's reproductive rights and founder and primary crusader for Planned Parenthood. One of the great American crimes against humanity is the revision of racist and classist histories for the sole purpose of making it more comfortable for us to live with the results and no other single legacy epitomizes this practice than the legacy of Margaret Sanger and the the role she played in progressing genocidal beliefs and practices, he wrote. Bruce defined eugenics as a philosophical and political movement sponsored by elite whites. He said it focuses on eradicating unwanted populations such as blacks, the poor, and the disabled. Sanger, Bruce wrote, was a proud and voice advocate for eugenics. He highlighted her 1919 article, Birth Control and Radical Betterment, and Racial Betterment, sorry, He then mentions a 1950 letter in which Sanger advocates a simple, cheap, safe contraceptive to be used in poverty-stricken slums, jungles, and among the most ignorant people. He wrote about Sanger advocating for segregation as a means of controlling black and and other undesired populations. Bruce also pointed to Sanger's plan to involve black clergy, who Sanger said would be the perfect tool. It is clear she did not intend for black populations to exist in the future, Bruce wrote. Even today, the legacy of this movement can be seen in empirical data. As recent as 2012, in New York City, more black children were aborted than born. In addition, Planned Parenthood was recently investigated when it was found that their affiliates were bartering and possibly profiting from the sale of fetal organs and body parts. But then it gets a little off the rails. Bruce said so-called pro-life Republicans are engaged in a class example of weaponizing their white Christianity in an effort to criminalize blackness. Bruce goes on to blast Republicans, the party that stands against abortion, Planned Parenthood, and eugenics. I cannot, I cannot explain the leap. As a, as a proud Muslim man, it frustrates me to see God's likeness use, use, to justify abuse. He wrote, "Yes, the the Quran warns against the slaughter of future generations for fear of poverty," which in my theological reading can be understood as a prediction and direct condemnation of eugenic, poli- uh, eugenic politics. However, the Quran also urges that there be no compulsion in religion. Bruce isn't Bruce is ignorant when it comes to the racist roots of abortion, Planned Parenthood, and Sanger. He gets it. So the question is, now that the spotlight is on him for a bit, how come he hasn't mentioned it? Okay, first of all, it's it's more than likely that if he did mention it, okay, let's bear in mind there's 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 a lot of questionable comments by this for, by him and by Sanger. Mm-hmm. Let me point something out. Abortion, for anything other than to save the life of the mother, is still, in my opinion, murder. Okay? It okay. should not Here's be used what... to control populations. Go ahead, gunslinger.
1: I'm just going to say, this doesn't make any sense that, you know, all this rioting and all this protest and th- all this stuff over one man, one black man. Okay, sure, the the, the cop murdered him. Okay, there ain't no doubt about that. But look at, like you said, Planned Parenthood that has killed hundreds of thousands of black babies, including white ones too. Okay. Th- why, where's the outrage in that? Why ain't these dumb bastards going out and protesting uh, Planned Parenthood, okay? That's what I can't figure out. You had the death of one person, okay, that's tragic, okay, but yet you've got the death of hundreds of thousands of your own fucking race, okay? Don't hear a fucking thing about it. Don't even make the fucking news. Don't even do nothing. But yet it goes on right under their fucking noses and they don't, what is it? Are they that stupid and they don't understand it? You tell me Because there's some problem somewhere Something's not make, making sense In that, in that uh, mathematical equitation there Go ahead Well I think
0: the, the, the irony in this and there is that You know Abortions Happen Regardless of whether it's A black child a white child, a Hispanic child, an Asian child. Abortions are performed almost on a regular basis in America today. But the problem I have with it, the really big problem I have with it, is it's used more so than ever before, and I, I fear it may be for population control, regardless of race. You follow what I'm saying? I have a feeling yeah. it is more uh, uh, more of a population control than anything
1: else. For that, what you just said, maybe the coronavirus is a population control. Look how many people it's killed so far. What's the difference between that and abortion? I mean, when, you, when you're dead, you're dead, right? Whatever got you. Okay? So... Uh, you know, these people are evil. Which one, one of them said, I think it was, which one it was, one of the damn billionaires or whatever, he said, Well, I, if I could come back, I'd come back as a virus and kill half the population. Wow. Eugenics? Uh-huh. So, yeah, they in their mind, this ruling elite, they want the world's population down to 500 million. Okay? I like think it is. With their seven. 8 billion people in the world according to their numbers. That's a lot of people would have to die to get it down to 500 million. Okay? Wow. These people are just sick enough to do it. Go okay. ahead.
0: Mike, any comments?
2: Uh, No. Go on.
0: Look, the only thing I'm going to to add to this, this, and then we'll we'll move on, is we have seen how the abortion issue over time has been politicized. And it has. And unfortunately, when, when you politicize something... What happens? It becomes diluted and ultimately polluted. There is only one thing I will say about abortion. Unless it's a life and death situation where you have to, where, the, where it is up to the parents to decide whether or not to have an abortion, then that should be left solely up to the discretion of the of the parents. If they feel that to, that they need to save the mother's life and that abortion is the only option, that's one thing. But I'm sorry. there are there are liberals, and remember what happens. Uh, what happened in in recent discussions where we heard the term late-term abortion. In other words, where the child is, is full-term, but they want to abort the child. That's murder. I'm sorry. No matter how you slice it, it's still murder. And I cannot in good conscience sit here and not say something
2: about that. Go ahead, Mike. Right. Right, and that's the thing. Look, like everything else, this is just another example of them turning a moral issue into a political issue. All right? This abortion should be a moral issue, not a political issue. But the Democrats have taken it and made it a political issue, and further made it a political issue because oh, we can't have somebody. Let's say, let's say we can't have somebody on the court that believes that abortion is evil and it's murder, because he or she may get rid of it, may find a way to get rid of it. I mean, and that's what they did. That's that's their litmus test for one of their litmus tests for any conservative judges abortion now forget forget about forget about Robert. he is not a conservative whatever but look at what would happen if say an amy coney barrett you uh, look at what ha- has happened with her already what was her name uh barbara boxer or whoever said your dogma lives burns bright within you or something to that effect meaning you know her feelings on abortion and things of that nature, you know, the church's feelings, the, the Catholic Church's feelings on abortion—I don't know—have changed or whatever because of the Pope or whatever. But at the time when she said it, that's that's her doubling down and making it, like I said, uh, it's a moral issue, and it shouldn't be a political issue. But the Democrats have made it a political. And it, and it also it's a money issue too, because remember also George that every time we talk about cutting funding, cutting federal funding, public funding to uh, Planned Parenthood, oh the Democrats get all up in arms about that, and they can't have that, and they can't do that, even though uh, even though. Uh, It's still a money-making business and probably doesn't need that money from the federal government. Oh, we can't take away the money from Planned Parenthood, you know. Oh, we just can't do that. But that's the Democrats, you know. Thank you, George. Well...
0: Between you, me, and the four winds. This issue is not going to go away. There are people, I know, that are out there that do agree with me in the respects of, you know, how I feel about, about abortion. My views may not be very popular with others, but the bottom line is, you know... When it comes to abortion, I cannot, in good conscience, I cannot, in good conscience, sit here and say uh, that abortion is, is 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 a practice that I can that I feel comfortable with because I don't. I never have felt comfortable with it when it comes to just using it as a population control tool. Imagine, if you will, in 1963. Now, I was, I was, I was a twin. Now, imagine, if you will, my twin, of course, you know, was deceased in the womb the risk to my mother and I was great. We were in a, we were at Westchester Medical Center, then known as Grasslands Hospital, in a complex called the Sunshine Cottage, which was set up and established to handle and deal with special birth cases like mine. Now imagine if you will, my father Learning of my twin already being dead in the womb was given the option with my mother to abort me. Even though it was full term. My mother would not be in favor of something like that. She would want everything humanly possible to be done to save my life as well as her own. And if her life could not be saved, but mine could, she would want me to live. And that's the general consensus that I've heard in regards to this kind of situation. Now, if my father, because if my mother couldn't speak, and my father, being the kind of man that he was toward me, uh, he was an only child. He raised he, he, Here he's got a fourth child coming into the world. I think my father would have, would have insisted on saving mom's life and ending mine. That's the kind of dilemma that is faced with Planned Parenthood because of what it does, and that is the kind of dilemma that is faced in the, with the abortion issue as a whole. Now, having said that, I think we can safely move on from the abortion issue because there's not much more that can really be said about it, all right? So now, let's take a look at other headlines. Now, I'm sure by now you all know about what President Trump has stated in regards to children going back to school. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm all for children going back to school. I think the time has, has come where they need to go back to class. I don't exactly feel comfortable sending them back to school because of the indoctrination issue, but, you know, we all know how I feel about that. And I have, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I know how everyone else feels about it uh, that's called into this show. So it's, you know, a safe bet. But um, Betsy DeVos, the education secretary, called, calls out adults who are fear-mongering over school reopenings saying kids have got to continue learning. The education secretary says parents want more options and choices for their kids amid the pandemic. Okay. So let's take a look at this article and see what what we can pull from it. Now, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos told Tucker Carlson Tuesday that her department is seriously considering withholding federal funding from school districts that do not make an honest effort to bring students back in for in-person classes this fall. We are looking at this very seriously. This is a very serious issue across the country, DeVos told Tucker Carlson. Kids have got to continue learning, and schools have got to open up. There's got to be a concerted effort to address the needs of all kids and adults who are fear-mongering and making excuses simply have to stop doing it and turn their attention to what is right for students and for their families. Later in the interview, DeVos told Carlson that if nothing else, this whole coronavirus has made more and more parents aware of what's going on in their own children's schools or what isn't going on. Right here in suburban D.C., one of the most elite public school districts in the country, over $16,000 spent per, per, spent per student per year. They had an absolute disaster this spring. She added, apparently referring to Fairfax County Public Schools in Northern Virginia. And now, this fall, they are suggesting that as a way to start school again, you can choose zero days a week for your child to be in school or two days a week, she continued. That's not a choice. That's a pretense of a choice. So more and more families are at a point of demanding that their kids would be able to continue to learn, and they want more options and choices for their kids, too. Now, at a White House event earlier Tuesday, President Trump vowed that his administration would put pressure on governors and everybody else to open the schools, after noting that administrators in Florida recently announced plans to reopen schools in that state starting next month. Tuesday night, DeVos singled out Florida State Education Commissioner Richard Cochran Cor- Corcoran. yeah, bear with me, getting a little tongue-tied uh, for praise, saying that he had given students and parents a lot of latitude for handling various issues thrown up by the pandemic. What the president and all of those at a roundtable today made very clear is the expectation that kids have, to, have got to continue their learning. There's no other reason to withhold full-time education. And I think it's – and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to want to uh, go, go to the phone lines – um, this, the very fact that this pandemic has has pretty much put a stranglehold on all of us. Uh, when stu- when children had to learn at home, when they had to do homeschooling, uh, bear in mind that not everyone had, you know, has access to a computer. There are people who do not have internet access or a, access to a computer at home, and, and that and that's that's unfortunate, but it's a it's a reality. It's the it's the truth. I think what we're also failing to recognize is that that, that parents now that their their jobs are, are back opening up, now that they're able to go back to work and everything, parents have to make have to be able to send their children to school. If strict guidelines for reopening bars and restaurants, if strict guidelines are being put out there for, um, you know, for other businesses to open, a four-phase plan, as it were, then why is that same idea not being put out there with the schools? For the love of God, this is getting ridiculous school should reopen come the fall. It's that simple. All right? Now I'm going to get comments in just a minute, but I want to get to the 424 area code. You're going to get one chance. You blow it, and you're not coming back. Yeah, you blew it. Goodbye. <laughs> Talk about stupid. Mm, 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 mm. So... Let me start with you, gunslinger, on this one. Uh, what, what do you think of, 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 about reopening the schools? Should should these schools reopen, given and, and be given the same kind of reopening uh, uh, measures that businesses have been given? I mean, it's obvious to me that if if you're going to open a, if if you're saying that a bar can open why not the schools? I mean, are bars more important than, than our kids' education? Done? All right. Um, Mike, I'll go to you.
2: Yeah, you're right. The uh, education is very, very important. You know, by doing this, and look again, I've said it before. The the even with the you know even with the there are in homeschools that don't even the, the parents do homeschool them themselves, but in generally, what we're talking about is these computer schools, these uh, schools on computers that they can set up in. But again, this is this is a thing where. Also, the kids should be go should be allowed to go to school, you know. If they have to have a mask, they have to have a mask. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's starting to it's it started it's starting to hit the younger folks. But again, right now, it's been such an negligible amount of young younger folks that it's been hitting that will as matter in the fall. Will it matter in two months? I mean, that's or less. I mean, two months or less. I mean, think about it. We're we're just starting July, and they, in fact, they start they start school down here at the end of August. You know, at the end of uh, sometimes in the middle of August. You know, and so if they allow them to go back to school, and I'm not talking about you know private, but I'm talking about more the public schools and we all know that most of, a lot of the new york well i think
0: that's what they're talking is, about public school right
2: and a lot of the new york, new york schools are these bigger schools that thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand 1,500 2,000 kids in the school and that's just the high school you know that's just nine to 12th grade stuff like that so yeah i mean it's they should go back to school, and they should go back to school, turn the file. I mean, look, even if they do do social distancing, you know, you can have a camera in whatever classroom uh, you want, and say, okay, you got some kids here, but some kids we don't want to fill the class up for fear of the disease. So, you know put the camera in there and let the teacher teach to the kids at home as well, you know. Kids got to go back to school. Education is important. I mean, I mean, that old commercial of uh, reading is fundamental and stuff like that, reading and writing and arithmetic and throwing history, well, that's where it's sometimes, Throw throwing history as well and science and everything else that goes along with it. These guys. And and look, they they ended up. We saw what happened just recently. They ended up having uh, uh, graduation ceremonies for for the class of what is it, 2020 or whatever it was. And and what happens if they don't open up the schools? Then class of 2021 is going to have a late graduation as well if they don't open up the schools. So. They got to open it up soon. Because it's like, if you don't, then it's going to retard the education. Thank you, George.
1: Everybody there? there? Hello.
2: Hello, Gun. I can hear you. Oh, George. <laughs> I, I I can hear you, Gun. George was George there? I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't forget to turn his mic back on. Or whatever. You know.
1: Well, <clears throat> until he gets back here, I guess, if you're talking about reopening the schools, well, yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. have to. Okay? You're just going to have to bite the bullet and, and, and do it, okay? Um, the ki- the kids are going to have, if they get it, they got a whole lot better chance of beating it than we did. because they're younger, okay? I'm sorry to say, you know, our age, if we get it, it, it could get us, okay? So it really doesn't matter now, okay? I wouldn't say, yeah, I'd say it really doesn't really matter that much now because I would still keep up the social distancing and all that stuff and the mask just to, just, just to make sure I know where I'm going to. I mean, I don't go anywhere to, you know, to be out maybe down to Walmart once in a while here and there. That's, that's about it. Then I have a mask on, and you know, spray the damn cart down and disinfect and all that Because if I get it it could get me if i'm fifty six years old with you know respiratory problems you know asthma uh, allergies, and you put that on top of that. geez, the outcome wouldn't be very good, that's what it felt right. Hey, George, you back
2: yeah <clears throat> hey George Wow. Uh-huh. I mean, we're still we're still on the call, so uh, you must be having some difficulties. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, I I don't get out at all hardly. If I do at all, so i have only to maybe go to church or whatever. And I don't I don't even bother wearing a mask to church. Of course, it's a small church and all that stuff, but that's neither here nor there. You know, I, I just feel like it, a lot of this stuff, uh, this is just not, not, the, not not the coronavirus per se, but everything that's around it is bullshit. Coronavirus is real, but everything around it is bullshit, you know. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, now you got to wear a mask, you know. Uh, social distancing, no social distancing, social distancing, well, what the? But then again, you go, you see all these rioters, and they're not wearing masks, and they're not social distancing, so it's all bullcrap, you know.
1: It's obviously something, but you know, as the old saying goes, there. I'm not, I'm not saying that there is not a coronavirus. Yes, there is. Okay. Um, I'm still going to wear a mask. I'm I'm not going. I'm like I said. I'm not going to risk. It's the same thing if I if I, I carry my gun around here. Am I going to carry my gun without no bullets in it? Fuck no. You know, what good is that? Okay. Oh, see, it's oh, look at this pretty gun, but it ain't got no bullets in it. Yeah, right. What good is that? You know, so at least the bullets are in there. At least I, it's for a peace of mind anyway that the bullets are in my gun. I know they're in there because I put them in there. Uh, so same thing with the mask. Uh, why not? I mean... I mean, if you're stupid and you want to, you want to take a risk of getting that stuff, hey, go, go for it. Okay, go for it. Okay, but the smart people gonna use a little precaution and like, say, hmm, well, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just fifty one way, fifty the other way, I guess.
2: Uh, right, and 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 the problem with the masks is not that. We should or shouldn't be wearing them. Is if these we get these states that mandate the mask, they're going to be people that say, Well, fuck you, I'm not going to wear it. Just because, yeah, what are you going to do? For me? You know, fuck yeah. you, you I'm not going to wear it. Yeah. What you, you know, yeah, what are you going to do? Uh,
1: find them, put them in jail? Yeah, fuck you too. You think you're going to arrest me for not wearing a goddamn mask? You're fucking crazy. This is America. This ain't no goddamn, this is not China where they can tell them, well, you uh, wear your mask, uh, we shoot you in the back of the head. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, right. And oh. George, said, George said he heard you on BTR, but I did not hear myself. I have to call back in on the host line. Be right back. Keep
2: talking. Okay. Hey. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, we, we're seeing some of these states mandating and some of these cities mandating. Mask wearing, and that's the first that's the first place we're gonna see this fuck you, uh, uh, you know, attitude. Is in these oh you're gonna tell me I'm gonna wear a mask? Well fuck you! What are you gonna to do to me? Huh? Especially oh. if they try in New York City. I mean, are you gonna try and fine them? Okay, fuck you! I'm not paying a fine. Or are you gonna try and put me in jail? Or are you already letting people out? That murderer's out of jail, right? So, fuck you.
0: Guys, can you hear me? Yeah, Yeah, I can't even call back in on the host line because technically I'm already called in on the host line, and I got my audio zapped on the host line, so I had to call in as a guest on my own show.
2: Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> so
0: I couldn't hear anything you guys were talking about. You couldn't hear me, and I went over to the clip computer to put to put on blog Talk Radio, and I heard you guys talking away. And it's like, oh shit, because when I saw Mike, you had said George, you there? I'm like, oh no, 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 not tonight, not this, not
2: now. <laughs> well, I mean, look, if you wanna, if you wanna. Uh... Cut off block, talk radio, and we can Skype. We can go on Skype and do the, show. the rest of the show there. We can do that if you want. I mean, if you got have trouble with Skype now. I mean, you've got
0: have trouble with EPR. Well, I'm, well, obviously, if I'm called in as a guest on my own freaking show, I'm having trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, really.
0: And what's funny is I called in using my Skype service and I'm called in again with my Skype service. (laughs) Go figure. Go (laughs) figure. So for right now, everything is working, at least in part. I'm not going to get nervous. Uh, But I'll tell you what, I will. I'll make the announcement right now. We will do that. I want to try and hold on for at least another uh, just over 17 minutes with Blog Talk Radio, so at least to uh, give that full opportunity to kind of get most of it, but folks after I disconnect with Blog Talk Radio uh, which will happen in approximately 17 and a half minutes uh, you can pick up the rest of this broadcast by going to facebook.com slash F-F-N-O-I-B-N again that's facebook.com slash F-F-N-O-I-B-N uh, that's where you'll find the links to the live broadcast by the way. But you go there and for July 7, the broadcast that's that start that, that, that we're on right now uh, just go to to the other to any of the other to the, to either periscope.tv these are the guaranteed places to go for archives. Periscope uh, periscope.tv or mixler com which uh, the, the link is there on the on the uh, on there as well and where you on the mixler chat page where you see it says six like a thousand sixty five showreel items where you see showreel items click on that that'll open up the showreel page that's where a lot of the, that's where the archives of this broadcast are also contained but you'll get the full the full blown show on either periscope.tv/ffno or or on mixler.com. So there you have the chance to hear the rest of hear the rest of the show in archives. Uh, if for some reason you want to hear the, the whole thing live, just go to periscope.tv/ffno d live any of the links. Uh, on the FFNO IBN page, okay? Having said that, uh, I don't even know what you guys were talking about. I was trying to to mention about I, I had said something which I'm sure they heard on Mixler and the the video platforms. I' had mentioned that reopening the schools, I believe is necessary, okay? Uh, if they can open up a bar, if they can open up a restaurant and, any, and other businesses with social distancing and mask wearing and so forth, what's wrong with opening up schools in that fashion? And they can even use Zoom. And I think, Mike, you had before I, I lost audio with everybody on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, the the school systems can utilize zoom and still reopen the classrooms and have the social distancing practiced in the classroom with the masks and everything and have a computer set up on zoom for school work to be done on zoom okay and what they can do is the teacher can have that computer right there on the desk with her have a a flat screen tv mounted on the wall so that the, the students can see their fellow classmates okay, and do what's called a dual screen, I think that's what they call it, where the teacher sees the other students on the screen in front of her, the big screen is up on the wall, and then she can use that, she can use what's called screen share to show items that are part of the curriculum for that class. So yes, reopening the schools I believe is a, is a is important. It's necessary, it's vital. But at the same time, there's going to be parents who don't feel 100% comfortable with the idea of sending their child to school. So, the Zoom meetings Zoom meetings, the Zoom classrooms are a very are a, a a viable option. Right. If 12 step recovery can do it, okay? And they're still using Zoom, even though they've opened up many of the meetings You know, around my area. There are people that go to face-to-face meetings, and they also run Zoom at those face-to-face meetings so that everyone can still attend meetings in some way, either face-to-face or by computer. So the schools can do the same thing. That's That's my point.
2: Right, and that that was my point as well, that was one of my points and, and what we were saying as we were trying to follow your own show <laughs> <laughs> what I And, was and saying, by the way, guys, I'm going to have to
0: listen to the archives tomorrow to see what was said when I lost contact with everybody <laughs> because you guys could have, could have said anything, you could have been telling jokes for all I know
2: Well, we... we we, we stray from the from that into mask wearing and these states that were in these cities that are possibly going to mandate wearing a mask and mm. and what uh, what might happen to people that when they do this and what might happen to people that say well fuck you I'm not wearing a mask. You
1: know, you're not going to force me to wear a mask. Well, here's
2: that
0: Okay. And I have a mask right here, right here in my hand that I'm showing on camera. Okay. It's one of two types. It's one of two different reusable masks. I've got two American flag reusable masks and I've got a basic black. You know, basic black goes with anything that, that those guys can wear, whether it's a T-shirt and jeans or a suit and tie. But here's the thing. I don't put this thing on the, the second I walk out my front door. I don't put this thing on my face until I actually have to go into an establishment where they have a sign that says, masks must be worn here. Even though I've seen people go into these stores no ma- and they've got no mask on their face.
2: Yeah.
0: And nobody
2: well, that, says anything. Well, yeah. But that 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 wasn't my point. My point was to talk when the <clears throat> politicians start to get involved and a mayor or a governor or something says well I'm I'm gonna mandate that the people of my city or in my state start to wear a mask. Have to wear a mask yeah. at all times. Or have to have to wear a mask. I'm not a mask. I believe that's what Governor Cuomo did here. Penalties. Yeah, and there are going to be penalties for it. And well, well, what are your penalties? <clears throat> and it's, it's like, and it's like, and it's like Ron they, said. They, they writes the ticket. They fine you. They fine you. Well, I'm not going to pay the fine.
0: Ron said yep. he ain't here, so.
2: Well, I'm not gonna, go, I'm not gonna go pay the. What if they don't pay the fine? If they try to put you in jail, and you can say, what like you said, well, what law have I broken?
0: Exactly, and that's my point. Okay, in all of this, if it, let's say I, I'm, let's say I leave my complex, I walk down the street to go to the deli. Cop sees me, pulls over, says, "Excuse me, sir, where's your mask?" And I have it in my pocket. He says, why are, And if he says to me, why aren't you wearing it? I said, because I'm not going to put it on until I actually have to go in the store. There's nobody around on, out here on the, side, on the sidewalk for probably a mile at best. And I'll tell him, as far as I'm concerned, I don't feel I should have to wear this thing until I actually get around people. And if he says, well, I'm going to have to cite you for not wearing your mask, I'm going to say, I will say to him, what law did I break? And if he insists on writing the ticket, he can write the ticket, and then I'm going to go right to the courthouse. And I'm going to say to the judge, Your Honor, answer me a question. What law did I violate to warrant being ticketed? And if he says, show me the ticket, I will show it to him. And if he looks at it for not wearing a mask, I will then say, Your Honor, what law did I break by not wearing a mask? And, if the, and the only thing the judge can say at that point is, you didn't. He would have to throw the ticket out. It's a waste of taxpayer money. It's a waste, a waste of our time to go through that kind of bullshit. So mandating that people wear masks? Just don't fucking do that to, to people. That's asinine. That's asinine.
2: Well, yeah, well, yeah, George. But again, we're talking Democrats, and we're talking, you know, places like New York City and and Los Angeles. Yeah, but understand something: if if the
0: governor of the state mandates that you wear a mask, it's statewide, not just in the in the small in the big cities. It's everywhere.
2: Right. I'm I'm couching it in in the form of well. If it, it we know that is probably that that if, if, if Newsom is thinking about it so is uh your esteemed governor Cuomo he might be thinking about it as well mandating it. but until that happens uh, statewide but until that happens I'm also speaking about what if uh, Garcetti, Or what if uh, you know somebody like that? Or what if uh, uh, you know, oh, what's his name De Blasio? You know, on a city by city basis, you know, it'll okay, be the
0: on same On a city by city basis, and it's up to the people to say, "Whoa, back up the bus, Gus. What the fuck are you doing? You can't mandate that we wear these things because, first of all, there are people like like No Way, for example. Okay, No Way has emphysema. People with breathing issues, the CDC came right out and said on their website if you have COPD, asthma, emphysema, that sort of thing, breathing issues, not to wear a mask. They cannot force you to wear a mask if you have a breathing issue. Now hold that thought, guys. Four two four area code, you only get one shot. Yeah oh done. Goodbye. Have a nice night. PM. PM. I re- <laughs> no, 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 not going to happen So <laughs> we're, we're down to just under six minutes Remaining on the blog talk radio side So Oh, shit, balls and cracker jacks The host has been disconnected Finally Well, I may as well just stay connected As a guest um,
2: <laughs> um,
0: Because We've we got about five minutes left this is a weird night, isn't it,
2: George?
0: You think? <laughs> I mean, come on, really? Okay, well it's it's Tuesday. It's Torn Apart Tuesday. When when when, when my audio kicked out as a, as the host of the show, I ended up getting torn apart. So this is Torn Apart Tuesday. Now, tomorrow is either going to be Hump Day or it's going to be Humped Day.
2: Oh, ouch.
0: (laughs) We'll see how that day
1: goes. (laughs) 78670
0: code, you don't get one opportunity. Don't blow it. Go. Oh, come on. Open sesame. Okay, you're done. Goodbye, asswipe. Uh, message to okay. trolls, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. You're not getting anywhere. Notice how you get cut off at the knees. So stop trying. You're better off. And while you're at it, call your mommy down to the basement so you can so you can suck on her tits to, 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 to drain them dry, okay? Because that's what you need. You need to you, you need you, believe me. That's what you need. Anyway, uh, four minutes remaining on the blog talk radio side. So I don't know. Maybe it's just yeah, me, maybe. but you know, we what we're saying, what we're talking about. Maybe it's just me, but I think that what we what we see happening uh, with with states mandating, like the governor uh, mandated. The governor Cuomo mandated that we wear masks. Okay, fine, you want to mandate that we wear masks. Uh, what are you going to do about people with breathing issues? Tell them they have to wear a mask? You want to kill them? That's, that's, that's what you'll end up doing. So please, explain to me how wearing a mask is going to help someone. And by the way, I feel sorry for the people who have to wear a mask 8, nine, ten hours a day. I really feel bad for those folks.
2: Right. I mean, I do. I do too.
0: And, okay. Now, me, I have to. That means if I have to wear a mask all the time, constantly, I have to keep. I can't grow a beard. Because when I grow a beard, the mask slides up my face. I either end up eating it or inhaling it through the nose. Okay? Now, I'm not joking either. I'm dead serious. My, I, I I, had to shave this morning because I, I had to wear that mask because that mask starts sliding up like this. And if it curls up under my nose, then, it's, it's, then I sound like I've, I've got a nasal problem. If it doesn't curl up under my nose... It's going into my mouth, and I'm, I sound like Mumbles from Dick Tracy. So, okay, 929 Area Code, you're only getting one shot, and you don't even get a second chance. My cock's on fire. uh, Done there, asswipe. You're done, done, done. Sorry. Goodbye. Have a nice fucking life. Be sure to be sure to tell your your mom I said. You know that you're a, that you're a good little troll. <clears> then <throat> and, and then you can go and suck her tits for a week.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, so go suck your mommy's titties for for the next week and be happy. Fuckheads. <laughs> God, I just love it when stupid com comes through. Well, we've got about. In three, two, one. Now, one minute left on Blog Talk Radio, and then we will go. I will switch off of Blog Talk Radio and remain on the other platforms, where I will bring in my my callers via Skype. Those who are on my Skype list. So, if you're on my Skype list and you want to join in, let me know in the Mixler chat, and so forth, and I will bring you on. Of course, I already have uh, Gunslinger and Mike that will be joining me in, at that point. So, there you have it. All right. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to get to say on Blog Talk Radio. Views and opinions expressed on, on this show.